hour competition. Hello, I'm Joshua. And I'm Mary, and welcome to From the Heart. Central Florida is widely known for its tourist spots and attractions, but many people don't know about its thriving arts community. We are excited to introduce to you talented and passionate artists who shape our arts community. How do they create and why? And how can Central Florida benefit from an even greater arts presence? On each episode, we'll meet guests who are influential leaders and artists who are truly making a difference. From the Heart. Hello, Mary. Hi, Joshua. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. Uh, should we just be totally honest and say yes. this is our third time trying to get this show going today? <laughs> I think we should. <laughs> I love that, though. Listen, well, these are these shows that we're doing uh, every show for the last year that we've been hosting uh, on Magic 107.7 uh, have been magical. So many great leaders and so many community leaders and artists. It's been so fun. But this is really cool, bringing uh, these shows to life here in the radio studio uh, from from Fringe, which Absolutely. I think is awesome. And how lovely that we have this platform that we can lend to young artists and not even always young, but who are coming here to share what they do and share their passion and why they're doing it. Yeah. And over the next few weeks, we'll have about 24 Fringe shows that we'll be able to highlight, which Great. is super cool. And Michael Marinaccio, the producer of the Fringe Festival and Alana Friskix, who's the new yes, executive director, new will George be Wallace. on the show, which will be awesome. And we're wishing, wishing George the very best up in mm-hmm. Indianapolis. I saw him post on Facebook today how cold it was up there in Indianapolis. So well, I don't know if he's happy about that that's or That's what so. you get, George. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's dive right in and meet this cast of this fabulous show. This show is called Zombie Island or How to Survive a Wedding with Your X. That's going to be so Love fun it. to talk about. What and a in fun the, title. In the studio, we have Aaron Safer, the producer of the show, Rob Mobley, one of the actors, Cody Stone, an actor who also uh, is doing the fight choreography, and Nicole Visco, like Disco, but with a V, who is one of the performers and actresses in the show. So welcome to the studio, welcome. guys. Thank, Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. First of all, let's just say kudos to you for putting on a show that is such a huge feat from costumes to sets to fight choreography, all of that. So Aaron, tell us a little bit about the show and why you went this direction. So basically the writer, Michael Knight, and I were, were talking about a, a concept he had about a show about... Two people at, uh, at their best friend's wedding on a tropical island when all of a sudden everyone else turns into zombies and they happen to be exes. So, you know, they have to work through their previous relationship drama while surviving a mini zombie apocalypse. Um, but we quickly realize that somebody's pulling the strings. Ah. No, does it start off that we just assume that being zombies is normal in this world? No, so it just starts off at a, at a, a wedding uh, that, that uh, somebody, that their friend won, you know, on this, on this tropical island and it's, it's all expenses paid and they don't know why, but they're just so excited to be there when, um, when in the middle of the wedding, everybody just starts turning into these crazy zombies. Very, so very aggressive. Are they getting like bit or are they, is there like a magic potion? Like how do they turn into zombies? We don't really know until later in the show. Oh, <laughs> see, I like what that producer's yeah. there. And that just so, sold some tickets. So <laughs> Rob, are you one of the zombies? Uh, no, I am the one that creates them. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. I, I, I like pulling strings. It's a, it's a favorite pastime of mine. <laughs> um, no, he's the one that came up with this concept of uh, inviting all of these people to this island and creating a reality show around it. Um, because his, his whole concept is that people will watch anything. doesn't matter how gory or pretentious it is. Uh, if it has e- even a remote level of drama or tension, 
people will lose their minds over it. Mm. So he thinks that by turning this whole group of people into zombies, except for people of a certain blood type, uh, people are going to want to follow those two mm. and see the drama that unfolds. Ah, very cool. So Nicole, are, what's your role in this show? Uh, I am one of the exes. Oh, you're yeah. one of the exes. So I you am. get to survive. Who knows? <laughs> you guys are really good at keeping us guessing. That's good, though. We it's like another that. ticket. We want people to go buy tickets. That's for sure. So, but why, you know, a little bit about you You shared, uh, Rob, that, you, that the writer really put this on because they wanted to see in anything you can put out there. If there's drama or there's blood or whatever, people will love it. But why zombies? I mean, why did you guys choose, Cody, uh, this particular theme for your show? You know, I think there's a great line. It's one of uh, Rob's lines when he's explaining the zombies themselves uh, because the, there's a thing about them following. Are they zombies? Are they not? What, what are the rules of, of the world that we're making here? And he goes, uh, zombies are hot right now. So they're zombies. Sure, we'll call, them, we'll call them zombies. Let me ask you about that. You said zombies are hot right now, and I agree <laughs> that they are because movies and TV shows, what's the big attraction to zombies? You know, I think there's a few things when it comes to zombies. I think it's one of the few... Um, one of the few antagonists or villains or monsters that we can uh, really dispose of in, in aggressive ways and not feel bad about them, not uh, relate to them. But there's also a lot of social commentary when it comes to zombies. When you go back to the original uh, George Romero stuff, uh, Night of the Living Dead, when you know we're seeing a, a take on capitalism and sort of those commentaries about being trapped in a mall. Uh, this show has a little bit of that, holding true to those zombie traditions, uh, speaking about the um, uh, implications of social media and reality TV and how uh, those things impact our society. So, you know, I think not just having a disposable villain, uh, but having something that uh, talks to society is very much in the zombie vein. Wow, you described that really well. I Thank know. you. I was going to say, Cody, you need to do radio, dude. That was wonderful. Not only are you great on the radio, but you also taught the fight choreography, right? Yes. Tell us what some some moves we might be seeing in this. Oh, uh, we uh, we've had a great time with it. You know, we're in the Margeson. We're in the largest space at Fringe, the Orange we, Venue. Orange, Orange venue, venue, perfect. Which is very exciting, and it has its own uh, special challenges because it's in a thrust. So we have audience members on three sides of the stage. So. Um, you can't hide the moves in the normal traditional way. It's a little different than being on film where there's a camera angle to set up. We have people all around us. So the cast has been amazing. We took a couple of weeks and really just trained uh, zombie wise, trained human wise. Um, these are some of them are skilled fighters. Some of them are not skilled. And so we put in the basic work first. And then we took those tools, and it was a very collaborative effort from the entire cast. You're listening to Magic 107.7 FM. We're here talking about zombies. <laughs> very exciting. And specifically Zombie Island or how to survive a wedding with your ex. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and that, how did that part come to mind? Um, actually, the, the writer and I were, were trying to figure out titles. And originally we were going with just Zombie Island and um, we were texting back and forth like, oh, it'd be really funny, you know, because of the plot. If we, we also added on, you know, or, you know, how to survive a wedding with your ex. And, and I just said it all, all out and I texted him back. I said, that's the title. Wow. That's the whole thing. Uh, and it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, well, it's also a new, new thing that's happening off and on Broadway. 
Uh, you know, there's producers that are dealing with longer titles or or titles, you know, where it gives away a piece of the plot point, but it's also a very uh, contrasting. Makes it fun. Yeah, uh-huh. it makes it a lot of fun. Yeah, so was, who's, was, is this for everybody? Should, can children come? Is this adult? Or? This is definitely 13 and up. There's a lot right. of language. There's a, a lot of uh, violence. There's a lot of choreography. I mean, there's shovels and weapons <laughs> being used and machetes and... Fake and, blood. Uh, there is fake blood, but you know, not not we're not breaking any rules. I promise, Michael. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. I love that. And so you can go to their website, GC GC Zombie Island GP <laughs> See that I knew I got it's it okay. wrong. GPZombieIsland.com. <laughs> you can check out how to buy tickets. You open on Wednesday, May seventeenth, right at the Orange Venue. You have a show that opens at nine thirty. But there's all sorts of shows. There's 8.15, 7, uh, 10 o'clock at night, 4.30 in the afternoon. So you can really catch uh, this show at multiple times. And on Facebook, Generation Productions, right? Generation Productions. If you head to the Generation Productions Facebook page, Mm -hmm. you'll actually see snippets of the choreo that's going on, some of the scenes, and and it's, it's a lot of fun. And not on your Facebook, I mean, not on your website, but just on the Facebook page? The website's the ticketing website for the Fringe okay. itself. Yeah. Okay. So the Facebook page has all of the, the information and that's going to be fun and to video. see. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The poster and everything. Cool. So Aaron, you're producing other thing, other works as well through Generation Productions? Yeah. We uh, we actually did Heathers at the Dr. Phillips Center uh, a year and a half ago, which, which Nicole Visco was uh, Veronica and Thomas Sanders was J.D., Um, we did cabaret about two years ago at the Abbey and then we've did bat boy at the Abbey as well. And, and the flick at the Dr. Phillips center as well. Cool. And Rob, why should we come see your show? Uh, I think that this show in particular, uh, I, th- I think you're going to get a lot of uh, frilly stuff at the fringe, but with this, it, it has a grounded message. It has a heart on top of having, uh, the blood and the guts and the violence and all that on top of it that kind of pepper everything on on there. But the there's a message to be had here, mm. and I think it's one of the few friend shows I think that that has substance has of a, that has nature, a good yeah. message. So mm. what would you say, uh, Cody, would be some of those themes? You know, without giving too much away, what are the themes you guys are trying to get across? Well, you know, we definitely talk about uh, social media, about reality TV, but we also have a, the real heart of the show is built around uh, exes dealing with a bad breakup. And mm. I, that's a very relatable topic for for everybody. And it's people, you know, dealing with their crap uh, together, but also moving past it and being able to uh, tackle a bigger issue. And, you know, I think there's a, a lot of opportunity for us as people to, to really do that these days. Who knew that zombies would give us such life lessons? <laughs> Have any of you I'm had flashbacks uh, while producing the show? From oh, definitely lots of uh, <laughs> lots of ex fights uh, are uh, popping oh, up yeah. between us. There, the way it was written, are there have very realistic fights that you have had with somebody? You are quite literally like I. I've said that I have literally said that in a fight with somebody. But it's funny because we're fighting zombies while having this fight. Like you did this while I'm punching a zombie in the face. <laughs> it's really funny. So Aaron, as you're you know working with your writer and your director, uh, who is Michael Knight as well. Let's give him a shout out. Um, are you are you making tweaks as you go? I mean, this is a new play, never been seen by an audience before, right? So it, it is a world premiere. Yeah. It's a world premiere. So are you making tweaks as you go and changing things based on what's happening on stage? Yeah, actually, uh, Michael is the director and the writer, so he's able to really kind of change things, little things on the fly. 
But I mean, once the script was written, it was pretty clear that it was it was something special. How long so, is it? Um, it's about sixty-five minutes long. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's it's just long enough to be really entertaining and just short enough to you know be able to get your next drink at Fringe nice. <laughs> before your next show. You might need it after zombies, right? Yeah. So, uh, any music involved? Um, there's, I mean, there's uh, cinema kind of uh, cinema style music behind it, but it's not a musical. It is a straight play. Okay. Cool. So Nicole, you know. Uh, all of these wonderful performers come together for just a couple weeks at Fringe and they donate or they give so much of their time and energy and rehearsals and this crazy schedule doing shows at 10 o'clock at night and 4 in the afternoon. Why do you do this? Oh, we do this because this is what we love. We live for this. Just getting to be on stage and telling a story that especially means something to us to have the just the chance to move somebody in an emotional way, whether to make them happy or sad or excited or angry is Pretty much, I know for me, what I live for as an artist. And what about doing it at Fringe? Does that play a different take in your wanting to be it, seen with this? It does, because Fringe is an, a really safe place to open new shows. It's a mm. place for new works. And mm. so it's a very comfortable, safe environment to be like, hey, I wrote this. This is a new piece. And here you go. Awesome. And what a great you know venue that you guys have, too. It's I know that's part of the 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 uh, Fringe vying is what... What, what venue, venue are we going to be in? And so I know you're proud that you're in the orange unit again. If and you're just... you put the most risk in the orange because that's their most expensive space, right? Yeah, but I mean, you go big or go home, right? With a show like this. <laughs> it's, go. it's zombies. You got, you got, you're got. you going to have them coming from all sides of the entrance. Every entrance is going to have zombies coming in. There's uh, fight choreography that goes all over the place. It's, it's is just Is a zombie going to touch me when I come see the show? No, no, no. Okay. Don't worry. Sorry. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> I mean, is if that you, the VIP ticket? It, you know, that's that's uh, if you want to get bitten, maybe. But it is your fringe. answer is a that's perfect. A your answer was a perfect producer it answer. Was. Play big or don't play at all, and uh, that's what you want in a producer, home. right? I yeah, love absolutely. that. So let's talk about ticket information. Just if you're tuning in, time. listeners, we want to make sure you are able to check out Zombie Island or How to Survive a Wedding with with Your Ex uh, by Generation Productions, a new play written and directed by Michael Knight. And uh, gpzombieisland.com or Generation Productions on Facebook. Absolutely. And the first show is May 17th in the Orange Venue at 930. Go, you can go and buy your tickets on that website that Mary uh, just told you about. Go out and, and support Fringe. Go out and support these wonderful performers and writers and producers. Uh, Nicole, any last words? Um, just, I would say you're get ready for a fun time with a really exciting show and you're going to just have really weird flashbacks of probably fights you've had with your ex. Awesome. Cody, <laughs> what do you have to say? Uh, it, it's a wild ride from start to finish. Lots of laughs, couple of tears and lots of dead zombies. Uh, <laughs> Rob? Uh, we can't wait to take care of you. Oh, there we go. Now that scared me away. How about the producer? <laughs> Final words, producer? Uh, Tickets are only $10. Tickets are right, only $10. I think we're sold, Mary. Yeah. GP Productions, putting on Zombie Island or How to Survive a Wedding with Your Ex. What Thank a great you so show. Much, Thank guests. you guys for coming on and Thank telling you guys. us all Thank about you. it. Good luck. Join us back here on Magic 107.7 FM from the heart. We'll see you soon.
Welcome back to From the Heart on Magic 107.7 FM. This is Joshua Vickery with my lovely co-host, Mary Thompson Hunt, and we are having such a good time talking to all these wonderful performers and producers and and actors and, and, and writers and directors about the Orlando Fringe Festival that is coming up. And today we have like fringe royalty uh, <laughs> uh, on the show. No joke. In the house. In the house. And so we are so happy to have Beth Marshall from Beth Marshall Presents and Lauren O'Quinn, the director of Beth's uh, next Fringe show. But Beth, uh, well, welcome to both of you. Well, thank Thanks. you for having us. Uh, yeah. And Beth, you are, uh, you know, presenting a show here and in a show, but you also uh, are very much a part of the Fringe story. You were the producer and uh, the artistic director for eight years. And yeah really helped you know kind of elevate it to what it is today uh, you what remember is, when you remember i do what when? are some of the biggest changes you're proud of uh the move to lock haven park i'm incredibly proud of that because i really think that that is our majorly central hub for the arts mm-hmm. and i like the festival being there i also like that we have grown our national and international artist numbers so significantly but uh the biggest thing and 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 in doing all of that staying true to the mission Mm. that was created long before my time but the biggest thing would be how we are elevated globally from it um because we truly and this is not lip service because i've been with it we truly are the best u.s fringe festival and among the top five in the world. The world. And the oldest in our country, too, yes? Our oldest, longest running in the country, mm-hmm. yes. And, um, and, and it just keeps growing. And I think that it speaks to it being, it's basically one of three U.S. festivals that national and international artists really choose to attend. Mm. And I think that says a lot about our community you know so i mean on the global scale that's what it is but on the heart scale of it (laughs) it's just that it's the only place where veteran artists and emerging artists are that big in a festival at one time all in one place working together tell people briefly that might not know what fringe is there might be three or four out there that don't give us a a small version of what how you define fringe festival okay well it is sort of based on these four pillars of 100 percent unjuried meaning there's no curation in terms of who gets into the festival it's literally drawn out of a hat or it's through a bring your own venue now it's expanded to have a little more open access that way but it just spreads it out into the community even more it's accessible, meaning that it is the most affordable ticket price for the caliber of work that you're seeing that's offered pretty much regionally um, in our community. And that 100% of the box office ticket sales go directly back to the artist. The Fringe does not take a cut of that, nor does the venue. Okay. Same with Visual Fringe. Same with Visual Fringe completely. And then, of course, Kids Fringe, Outdoor Kids Fringe is free, Outdoor Stage is free. So there's those free components, right? And that um, it's uncensored. And people can do the work that they want to do in that realm it's so it's amazing. theater just theater like for what 14 days yes yes 14 days theater, and you have to go see commencement which Yay. is the show that we're going to talk all about and commencement is uh, by clay mcleod chapman directed by lauren o'quinn and starring jamie middleton rose helsinger and of course 
uh, Beth Marshall. And uh, just a little bit about it. It's a hauntingly deep exploration of the lives of three women drawn together in the aftermath of a high school shooting. The mother of the shooter, which is played by Beth, one of the shooter victims, which is played by Rose, and the mother of that victim, played by Jamie. A timely lesson in empathy, leaving the audiences with greater understanding. Wow, that yeah. sounds moving and deep. And I know that, you know, Beth, your your words uh, that for your own theater company are brave, moving, and provocative. Mm-hmm. So this show absolutely fits in there. Tell us what we're going to experience. Three points of views from three different women that have experienced an aftermath of a high school shooting. And um, if this is loosely based off of the Virginia Tech shootings, mm. but it's not specific to that. It could be any high school shooting. And so it starts with the mother of the shooter, and then it goes into one of the victims, and then it goes into the mother of one of the victims, mm. and how that all uh, accumulates around the time of a high school graduation, thus commencement, um, and um, thus a speech that never got to be said. Oh my. Lauren, talk to Lauren. She's directing it. Uh, well, I wanted to ask you, Lauren, how did you come about to direct it and what made you decide to take on the project? That's a great question. Um, if anyone knows Beth Marshall, they know that she has these wizardry ways about her. Mm-hmm. And um, when she calls, I answer, even <laughs> if I am in, in the middle of 15 other things that in, don't enable me to do what she's asking me to do. Um, but she called and she said, girl, <laughs> I've got this project. You got to direct it. Um, and so she'd been wanting to do commencement for years and, um, and it just had not for one reason after another, she had not gotten the lottery. She hadn't, isn't this crazy? She was the director for eight years and then she couldn't even get into the fringe. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. Because it is 100% non-jury. Well, it's full, full, that's so foolproof there, exactly. right? I love that. So you can tell they don't play favorites. And, um, and so she finally had a spot in the fringe and the director that she had originally thought was going to do the show had to take another project. And so she thought of me, um, and so, you know, I read the script and, and it's so moving and so timely with everything that we're facing today. And she loves sociopolitical mm-hmm. commentary and so do I. So it, it worked out. There's nobody I'd rather do theater with than Beth. Yeah, Beth doesn't shy away from the, the, the comments. I saw Hoodies. It was one of my first productions of yours. I'm like, oh, she just nailed that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, Lauren, you have these three uh, incredibly uh talented women yeah. with very deep roles in this you know you've got the mother of the shooter you've got the shooter's victim mm-hmm. you've got the mother of another victim how are you helping these ladies grasp this how are you helping them get into their role um well you know we did we've done a lot of of table work and talking about who these women are and their diverse experiences um you know it's it's a show it's not really a feel-good piece mm-hmm. <laughs> um but it's cathartic to go through it, I think. And so each of these women has a unique perspective and they were cast perfectly based on their life experiences. Mm. So Beth is a mother. It's easy to com- connect to the loss of a child. If, if you are a mother, you know, that's our worst nightmare. And Beth has lived through that experience herself mm. anyway, obviously in a very different way. So that's not hard for her to connect to. It's, it's difficult to do it, but but it's certainly not hard for her to put herself in that space. Rose Helsinger, who plays um, a high school student, is a high school student. She actually graduates May 8th, the day before we do our May tarot. 18th, yeah. Yeah, yeah, May, yeah. It's the day before we <laughs> open. open. Wow. I mean, May 18th, yeah. <laughs> yeah or so, whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, Casting girls. Yeah, really. Um, and that's also, uh, Rose is Jim Helsinger's daughter. Jim Helsinger, who runs that. the yeah. Orlando Shakespeare. Yeah. Yeah. So it's in her blood. She's <laughs> a, a fantastic talent. And then Jamie Middleton is a mother of two. Um, she's got a girl and a boy, and... 
So it's just, you know, as a mother, your heart forever walks outside your body. So I think for these mothers, we can put ourselves there as our worst nightmare. And um, all three of these women have unique life experiences that we can bring to it and um, and and allow them to bring, they're the vessel through which these women live. And, and it's been effortless in that way. Mm. You're listening to Magic 107.7 FM from the heart. Lauren O'Quinn, director, I want to ask you, what was the rehearsal process like and how did you prepare for directing this production? Well, we're still in the rehearsal process right now, so we don't open until May 19th, oh, okay. so we're actively rehearsing. Um, the first thing that we did was get together and, and really start doing table work, so I wanted to talk to them about who they think these women are. We, I use um, a lot of kind of game-based exploration as we're doing rehearsals, you know, um, and... Can you give us an example of one? Sure. One of my favorite games is a game I call Paparazzi, so um, I put the women in the middle of a circle as the character they're playing. Mm. And then everyone involved, other cast members as well as our crew members, start firing questions at them, but in character. So for instance, if Beth is coming in as her as her character, um, Mary, then we're going to- Sarah, Sarah, I'm, I'm Sarah. You're Sarah. Okay. Sarah, Mary, <laughs> Mary Julie. Mary is, they're all yeah. very feminine names. <laughs> Mary is Jamie. <laughs> Mary is Jamie, Sarah Haverman is her. Um, and so we will start firing questions at Sarah. Sarah, um, you know, how old were you when you had your son? Sarah, what's your favorite color? Sarah, where were you when you heard the mm. news? Sarah, when was the first time your son was bullied? So we'll ask her all of these questions, and she has to instinctively answer without overthinking it, mm. you know? They have so, to become the great character, exercise. really, and yeah. just mm-hmm. be able to answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. So you need to go check out Commencement. I, I, I know just through Beth Marshall's work, it's going to be fantastic. And it's going to open on Friday, May 19th at 7 o'clock. But there's shows in the afternoon. There's shows later at night, like at 830. Uh, They're in the Gold Venue, Mm. the Orlando Museum of Art. And tickets are only $12 to see this show. I mean, you can't even go see a... Not the, a movie or anything for twelve dollars, but well, go they see almost live got to see theater. the last show in our last segment for ten dollars, right? Yeah, that's right. They were given discounts away. <laughs> Unfortunately, we introduced that incorrectly. All the shows are twelve. So, and my show does have a discount for ten dollars for students and seniors Great. and volunteers and artists and. And, and I even wrote in there, anybody needing a break and anybody who is a, who is a survivor or family member from Pulse. Uh, God bless. You know, I was going to ask you that. How do you, in this moment in time, as we're coming up on the one anniversary on June 12th, how do you feel like this is even more applicable to our community and locals that might come and experience it? It's so funny how timing works out on things of, of really, this is the fifth time, five times a charm to get into the lottery of it. Mm. And I have other touring shows that did get into the lottery. And and in last year, I didn't apply because it was a 25th festival and I wanted to just be uh, seeing everything. Mm. And, and But... Um, it, it applies because this is still a real issue and a real problem. And I was so concerned all these years that the show is going to become dated. I'm so concerned that I'm going to be doing a, you know, hopefully a uh, historical piece. Mm. But unfortunately, I'm not. And unfortunately, I'm still having to tell these stories. Mm. And uh, and it's just as relevant, if not more so relevant right now. How you is know it making I, a difference in your opinion? By doing this show, because I think that it really analyzes the circular component of the word victim in a Mm. different way. And how, when when I think about the arc of this show, what makes a victim, how one's a victim, and how one heals and suffers from that and becomes changed forever. Because really at the end of the day, you know, um these two mothers 
I don't want to give the show away, but these two mothers have each have each other at the end of the day. Mm. And yet, you know, the other mother probably couldn't hate me more because my son is a mass shooter. Right. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, it becomes, but at the same time, you're both, you're both having a loss. Yeah. And Mm. so, and, and, and how that loss starts and how the victim becomes the victim and, and then how random things can be. Mm. And, you know, it's, will this help people heal if they're still on this journey, if they come to see this and they've been affected by what's happened in our community? Will this open doors of healing? I think it will open doors of clarity and understanding it humanizes and humanize, mm. humanize it. Yeah. yeah, because you know, even the worst people that commit the worst acts are still human. So, yeah. what came before, I think, is really important. And we before. often, mm-hmm. yeah, we often leave that out of their story. Mm-hmm. I imagine too, it's safe because you see a face and and you hear the story, and it's okay to shed the tears and have the fear because it's yeah. not the real. But on the other hand, you experience the horror of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you can live vicariously through this fictionalized story Mm. that obviously has so much, um, uh, you know, impact here in Orlando. Uh Well, Edmonton journal says, brace yourself. And New York theater.com says commencement looks into the heart of tragedy and stabs it. That's amazing. Wow. What a great what a great testimony. So go and see Commencement. Yes, I Be- can't wait. Beth Marshall Please. presents the Orlando National Friends Festival and in conjunction with uh, Original Works Publishing, right? Special arrangement yeah, yeah. with them. And so uh, written by Clay McLeod Chapman, directed by Lauren O'Quinn, featuring uh, Jamie Middleton, Rose Helsinger, and of course, Beth Marshall. It's at the Gold Venue, Orlando Museum of Art. Tickets are only $12 and they open on Friday May 19th. Leave us with some parting words, Beth. Why should we come and see this show? This show has been trying to get in this festival for five seasons. And everybody that knows anything about Fringe knows that. And it is an opportunity to see a powerful, poignant drama in the midst of a whole lot of fun and flip, uh, fun and and over-the-top campy flamboyant, fabulous, uh, <laughs> freaky, fringy, you know, all uh, comedies, all the F words. <laughs> and, um, and it, and it really puts a spotlight on these women's stories. That's amazing. We're going to be there. Go Great see, dramas. go see commencement. Thank you, Marshall Lauren. presents Thank and you. promise you'll come back and talk to us more about your whole new season. That's coming mm-hmm. up. Done. All right. Lauren cool. O'Quinn. Join it. Today, we've had Lorna Quinn and Beth Marshall. We want to thank both of you for being here. Once again, we are From the Heart, Joshua Vickery. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt. We'll see you right soon. Uh, right back. Yeah. We're coming right back. <laughs> Welcome back to From the Heart Magic 107.7 FM. This is Joshua Vickery with my lovely, beautiful, talented co-host. I don't use as big as words as you, Mary, but Mary Thompson Hunt. And thank you for listening in on this Sunday night. We are so excited about talking about all things Fringe Festival that's coming up in just a couple of weeks. And we are so honored to talk to so many wonderful producers and directors and performers 
that are creating great work. Mary, are you having a good time? I am, except I'm starting to wonder, how am I going to fit all of us in? We've got 24 guests. 24 different shows. I want to see all our guests. I know. I I really am loving seeing this kind of personal side of the journey of people creating Mm -hmm. shows. And, you know, you think about the Fringe Festival, you just know there's a lot of shows and a lot of people, but... Seeing this side of it has been really and awesome. the passion behind it and the stories behind it. But to, to listeners out there watching their eyes light up and the smiles and how proud they are to share this with you. Oh, and how personal some of it is. How yep. some of these things are coming right from, from experiences in life and mm-hmm. it's coming out on stage. And I just think it's fantastic. But we have another great show to talk about tonight. And uh, we want to jump right into it. Uh, Central Florida Vocal Arts is producing this show. Uh, and it's with uh, Teresa Smith-Levin. And also with Sean Duncan. And Teresa is the founder and and, uh, executive director of Central Florida Vocal Arts. And Sean is the technical director of the organization, but wearing like 10 different hats uh, for this French show. So welcome to both of you. Welcome. Thank Thank you you for having us. And the show is Soap Opera Sloppy Seconds at Orlando Fringe. That is a whole lot of S's, number one. (laughs) Number two, it sounds so fun. Tell us about it, Teresa. Absolutely. Well, uh, Soap Opera Sloppy Seconds is a follow up to our show that we did last year, Soap Opera. It was also at the Black Venue where we'll be appearing again this year. Um, Last year, we saw our uh, protagonist, Don, as in Don Giovanni, go through a Bachelor-esque style reality show where he picked out his bride. Unfortunately, as happened in many opera archetypes, uh, that didn't work out. So he has to return to the show uh, to fulfill his contract of staying um, in a happy marriage for 525,600 minutes. <laughs> and so he returns to the show. Yeah, <laughs> we try. And um, so he's back on the show. And this is sort of a Bachelor in Paradise style situation. So we have several bachelorettes several bachelors who are trying to find love on the program, some more enthusiastically than others. But all of them whose first marriage from the show did not work? Well, have been on The Bachelor in some form in the past. And so all of these characters are based on opera archetypes or musical theater archetypes. I see. So if you think about how ridiculous and unrealistic a lot of the plot lines are for musical theater and Mm -hmm. opera, Mm -hmm. and then you take those people and you put them all together and expect them to behave normally on stage, that's sort of what you're left with. Uh, Give us a few of the archetypes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, uh, probably my favorite is uh, Brunhilda. So as in um, from Flight of the Valkyries, mm-hmm. the Wagner opera. And so um, one the of horns? her- horns? Does she have yes, horns? Yes, she does have <laughs> horns. Yes, she does. And she is just wonderful. She's a local opera singer, and um, but she is over the top and funny. And so when the show was being written, we actually very much so had her in mind. Her name is Megan Mueller. And um, she, a lot of the inspiration for this character is drawn from who Megan is as a person. <laughs> uh, so it's it's really fun to see these performers come alive in these characters. So, you know, a lot of, as you were saying, Josh, a lot of the shows take inspiration from people's um, own lives. Mm-hmm. That's not as much the case here, but as opera singers, we've lived in these roles before mm-hmm. and thought this is just, you know, you have to be serious when you're doing it. This is just so ridiculous. Now we're we're highlighting all the ridiculousness, the over-the-topness of the shows that, in which they traditionally appear. I love that. And how many people are in the show? Gosh, we have a cast of eight? Yeah, I would, I would mm-hmm. say eight. Eight of us. And Sean, what uh, role do you play? So um, I... <laughs> <laughs> he is the one person who is not an opera archetype, I am not, but he's no, a lot of fun. I... I, I I mean, I'm impartial to say I'm a lot of fun, but um, <laughs> so uh, my character is named um, Chamomile Tea. Um, I am uh, a drag queen um, who is returning from last year's soap opera. Um, I had a small cameo 
Um, and so she's just a Southern belle that's here um, to rekindle uh, her love for um, Don Giovanni and uh, in any way necessary. Oh, <laughs> sounds scandalous. And this is an opera. So is there piano? Is there any other instruments? Besides? We do have live piano. So we do not track our show. We do have a pianist there. And then we have both operatic selections as well as, you know, musical theater, musical selections. And so what's fun about that is you get a dose of opera. You get a dose of these amazing mm. voices that we have mm -hmm. in a way that's really fun and approachable. And uh, over in 60 and, minutes. In English? <laughs> in English. English. Everything's in English. And are English. you taking well-known songs and then changing the lyrics? For yes, this? yes, absolutely. So we'll be hearing opera that we're familiar with, perhaps. Yes, and musical theater that you're familiar with. So, oh. uh, for instance, um, you will hear a version of Agony from Into the Woods with very different words. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So if you can imagine uh, where that goes from there, it's a lot of fun. Who's in your cast that we might know? We have uh, one of our writers and our uh, musical director and in the cast is Nisha Carson. Mm -hmm. She's a fabulous part of our organization. She is appearing as Locke May. Then you have Justin Morrison, who's made a lot of appearances on the opera stage. He'll be returning as Dawn. We have Sean here as Chamomile yes. T, Megan Mueller <laughs> as Brunhilda, um, David Bracamonte. He will be playing the role of Pinkerton, as in from um, Madame Butterfly. Let's, oh, then uh, Ben Ludwig, who will be playing Johnny. That's sort of inspired by uh, Johnny Skeeky, the Puccini opera. Uh -huh. And then we have Roxy, who's played by Fabiola Rivera. Mm. Um, she, Roxy Hart from Chicago. Oh, Chicago. oh nice. <laughs> yep. Did you say Brian Hayes? Is that and one Yes, more? Brian Hayes. All, he is our host. Oh, and cool. And so... He, you know, he keeps me as the director on my toes because uh, he improvs every show. And so what he's going to do on stage is just completely in his hands. The only restrictions I give him is like, we have to be out of here in 60 minutes or they will stop us. So just make sure we stick to time. It sounds like fun. It's is it so something much fun. children can come to too? Absolutely not. <laughs> not recommended though. Um, our fall show, yes. Our fringe show, we definitely take it to the next level. That's and so, why we ask. That's, that's, and no, I appreciate that because a lot of what we do with our organization, we do train children. And so I'm very upfront with the parents. This is not a show for the fringe little ones. Fringe is the place this to let your, your children. Right. However, if you'd like to hire a babysitter and enjoy an evening with a glass of wine with us we would love to have mom and dad there you go mm -hmm. and who wrote this show nisha carson actually sean also helped with that as well Ooh. as justin morrison so our creative team for central florida vocal arts writes a lot of our shows they start with sort of a story outline and then build from there and we all kind of collaborate on it and even now as we're going through this show we're finding opportunities to incorporate other little personalizations so. and i i have to say that um when we were originally writing the show that it was uh in Intended, we were we were thinking to along the lines of PG thirteen. <laughs> I have to say that I was instrumental in that not being. The case. Oh, you take you take full credit for the for that. So Sean, you're it's one fringe. of the. You're, exactly. It's right. You can do it. Sean, you're one of the writers, and so what 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 inspiration did you have along the way? How how are you creating characters, and how what was what was making the pen go as you as you wrote this show? Well, I have to say that that Nisha Carson and Justin Morrison have this off the cuff type um, comedy. Um, inherently in themselves that really made it easy to work on. Um, I have to say, I sort of um, took everything and, and made it just slightly more mature with some uh, intense one-liners. Um, but my inspiration had to have been taken from the fact that um, all of these people are all together in this show for one reason or another. Um, to find love, they've been in other, uh, other versions of... Um, of Bachelor in Paradise, et cetera. Mm. Um, and so with all those backstories, there are all these little nuances um, and things that people think um, the, the the terrible 
uh, things that people think that they just don't want to say out loud. Mm. And so it was sort of breaking that wall and sort of making it like, okay, if you're having your little um, behind the scenes interviews, um, the things that you say, you know, we'll just break that wall and have them, you say it, you know. In, and everybody uh, gets to hear it. Everybody exactly. gets to experience it. We are listening to 107.7 <laughs> FM. Actually, you're listening to it. We're actually doing the show for you. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking to you. <laughs> just make that little clarification. We're listening to it. It's okay, Mary. <laughs> uh, I'm just so glad you're here. You know, watching the two of you smile and how excited you are to share this, it just shows that it's fun for you. I mean, you do opera. You take it seriously. I can tell by your voices just how I would love to hear you sing. But, oh, to, thank you. but to be able to play. Oh, Teresa's an amazing and make it singer. Fun. Yeah, oh, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I think that when it's uh, when it stops being fun is the time to stop doing it. Hundred um, percent. Absolutely. Your I think passion's that's one gone. Of the, then I think that's one of the beautiful things about Fringe is it allows you to think outside the box and do something different than what you would normally do. We mm-hmm. we keep hearing that a lot. It's like this is not what I would be normally doing. Like you just right. kind of said, this is not our normal thing. Uh, but I think that gives it kind of a freshness and an excitement to uh-huh. it. So. 100%. I mean, I'm 30 years old. Sean is just a small child, a wee child of 20. <laughs> and so one of the inspirations for doing these kind of things to begin with was I wanted to do things that my friends were excited about going to see me do mm-hmm. and could get uh, behind from our own life experiences. So it's in addition to it being all these things that the opera characters might do and might say in these situations, it's also a spoof on these romantic reality shows in that when you have these interviews and these different things with these girls, um, you know that they're thinking one thing and saying another. <laughs> Ours just say it. They're saying all the things that uh-huh. you know that everyone's thinking on the but inside. But with these beautifully trained voices, that's exactly. what's amazing. Like here it's you are doing spoofs and comedy, yes. but y'all can really sing. Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Well, this show is opening on Saturday, May 20th at yes. 3 o'clock. There's also night shows at 7.30, and you're at the Black Venue, which is also the venue, Blue Stars Venue. Yes. Uh, And you can get tickets on uh, centralfloridavocalarts.com. You can get the link there then to to Fringe. Or at Fringe, you can get it. And don't forget, if you are going to go, you need to have your Fringe button, but you can get that on campus. You can get them also at the BYOV. So every BYOV, you can purchase your Fringe button. So you do not have to make a trip to Lock Haven and then over to the BYOV. Right, just go right to the Bring Your Own Venue is what that stands for. Some people, they do not get into Fringe, but if you bring your own venue, you can still be a part of Fringe. Absolutely, 100%. And I always encourage people... Start your day off over at the Black Venue. We do have daytime shows at each of the weekends. So start with us there and then work your way over to Lock Haven. That's a great way to yes. sort of not have to fight as many parking troubles to oh, start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you yeah. can get there, enjoy the show, and then you know spend the afternoon, the evening over That's on That's a great idea. Yeah. Do the outside idea. venues first because mm-hmm. then by the time you head over to Lock Haven Park, a lot of people are then leaving. You might get some of those spots. Right, there's Absolutely. more movement. Absolutely. Less of a line at the beer tent. <laughs> <laughs> so Saturday, May 20th, there's a 3 o'clock show and Sunday, May 28th, there's a 3 o'clock show. Yep. So start your day at the Black Venue and go and see Soap Opera Sloppy Seconds at Orlando Fringe. How much are tickets? Tickets are $11, Eleven. and then there are discounts for fringe artists as well as students. Nice. Very cool. So, Sean, tell us, why should we come see this show? I have to say that the reason you should is because you see so often these shows that follow the same plot line. Everybody's in pursuit of love. They're being kind. They have little tiny jabs at other girls, that type of thing, and you see that in your day-to-day all the time um, on any channel. And it's it's fun because we sort of take that 
and you know uh, we blow it up. We sort of look at it from a closer perspective, but it still has all the heart of those shows um, and the talent. Oh my gosh, <laughs> um, I, I I'm blessed every day that I get to work with these fantastic people and oh, the production team what a themselves. Nice thing to hear from That's your coworker, so nice. right? Absolutely, hundred percent. Teresa, why should we come see the show? Well, I, I going off of what Sean said, everything is amplified. It's over the top. And I think it's fun when you hear these voices that are really trained and have all of this experience and then doing something that is completely outside of the norm. Um, seeing these opera artists have to explore being ridiculous as actors, it challenges them and it challenges our own perceptions of what opera is and what these singers are capable of. And you might be introducing new people to opera who just appreciate the voice. That is our mission, Mary. Thank you for like literally <laughs> highlighting my mission statement. There's a little bit of medicine in that candy. Yeah, there you go. I love it. That's exactly what it is. It's it's a way to, it's the gateway drug into opera. So it hopefully is. we're paving the path for many new opera lovers. That oh, is we awesome. wish you luck with this production. Thanks. Slop, Thank you. Me too. A Sloppy Seconds will keep the audience's ear buzzing and their hearts laughing. So go check it out uh, at Orlando Fringe. Uh, opens on Saturday, May 20th at 3 o'clock. They have five different performances at the Black Venue, but it's actually at the venue in College Park area off of Ivanhoe. Ivanhoe. Virginia and Ivanhoe. Mm -hmm. It's um, on Virginia Drive. Is, is the address on there? I want to say it's Yeah, like, and once yep, they get is. their Fringe button, if they do get it at like, like Lock, Haven Haven. Park, Lock Haven Park, they'll they have a brochure with a map on it. Absolutely, 100%. Mm -hmm. Go to the website, find the map. It's less than a mile from main campus, mm -hmm. so you're very close. You could even, you could even walk, walk if you're feeling mm -hmm. ambitious. Chances mm -hmm. are, if you're trying to park at the, uh, at the, the main uh, Lock Haven Park, that chances are you're going to have to do a walk that's just as long sure. as you <laughs> Absolutely. you're practically there with us already so so to go to centralfloridavocalarts.com check out all about this show and also check out all the things that that organization is doing Teresa promise you'll come back and talk more 100%, about your upcoming season to. and all of that so Sean and Teresa good luck they I know luck. your show is going to be thank awesome you. break thank legs you. and thanks for coming on the show Joshua, thanks thank for you for fun having show. us very how fun such great people got creativity more we got more fringe coming up so uh, join us back next week on From the Heart, Magic 107.7 FM. Have a great week. Have a great week.